hey what's up how's it going today (laughs) (laughs) so today we got to speak with noel um who i would say is a facilitator of man i had something real profound and now it's escaped me so he said something he his goal right now is to like help other people grow yes yes and but also he's a he is a cultivator of unity i like that So also, Noel is our first international guest, which is super cool. He resides in Melbourne, Australia. Um, So that was super cool that we got to have our first international guest on. This is also Cole's first official podcast episode. So just really exciting things for episode 53. Um, But yeah, he dropped some really, really great knowledge, not only in just how creating online communities work, but also just in how to build anything, how to start something. Um, so yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it gives us a really good glimpse into his mindset, which is super valuable. I agree. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, if you guys have recommendations for people who you think would be a great guest on the Make a Difference podcast, please reach out to us, let us know. We're always looking for awesome people to connect with. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you're at in the world. Uh, This is Farah, one half of the Make a Difference podcast co-host. We are so excited for two reasons today. One, this is Cole's first official podcast as the co-host of the Make a Difference podcast. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> and two, for episode 53 today, we are talking to Noel. And man, do we have some great content for you today. So welcome to both of you, because really, this is the first for both of you. So I love that. Um, and we're just going to jump right in. Tell us your story. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. But here's my story. Let me take you back to my parents who were born in the night, who not born in the nineties. They came to Australia in the mid nineties. I was born in the late nineties and growing up, I looked a bit different to everybody else. I kind of look like this. So I had this accent. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm not American, I'm Australian, um, but I don't sound Sri Lankan, which is where my parents are from. Um, at home, we would eat kind of different foods to all the other kids. We'd, uh, you know, listen to different music, watch different movies, et cetera. And growing up, it was very interesting uh, being born in Australia, but not actually Aussie. I had no real connections to Sri Lanka. And, you know, growing up, the, the cricket, I didn't know who to support. Cricket's big here in Australia. Was it Australia? Was it Sri Lanka? Anyways, <laughs> as we as we kept going on, uh, you know, I realized that there was actually heaps of people like me growing up that just didn't fit in and that were just second or first generation people from um, who, whose parents had migrated from other countries. And, I was like, hey, there's a community of of people like us around the world. And that's when the idea was born of Subtle Curry Traits back in 2018. And it was a bit of fun. We we basically built a community around some memes that, you know, our parents had in in common. And curry, for those in the US, uh, often they don't get it. It's not a racist or, you know, a bad term. It's basically a term that that uh, all South Asian, uh, South Asians around the world enjoy, whether from, you know, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. And I guess we created this meme page uh, to come to laugh, to, to celebrate our differences. And slowly it grew. It hit 2,000 one day. Then after a bit of time, it hit 10,000 people. And I was like, look, Lord, if this is 
you know, 50,000, 70,000, whatever, like let's make this impactful. Let's heal the world with humor. Let's make this an impactful page. And we're very humble that it's uh, more than a million people now across our platform. So that's a, a little bit of the backstory of uh, what Curry Traits is. Awesome. That's, that's very impressive. It is impressive. That's a huge following. And I love the, it's not like a following of just like, oh, we're good. The, the reasoning behind it is so great. It's all about unity and celebrating differences and just giving people something to laugh about, which, um, you know, especially in, in our world right now, I think laughter, we need more laughter. We need more humor and we, and we certainly need uh, unity. That's for sure. So I love that. Um, just a quick thing I want to point out to people. Um, obviously, when when you hear this, you can go to the website and check it out. But I just want to tell you guys what the tagline is. It's many people, many cultures, one goal, unity. And I dig that. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. Thank you. I like how there's a big focus on community. I'm a yeah. little interested in what does the timeline look like from creating the page to reaching a huge milestone, like a million community members? Was it pretty linear or were there some like moments along my journey that really spiked that growth? 100%. Absolutely. Heaps and heaps of moments. And I think it really went, to, went down to really establishing why we exist and touching Pharaoh again on that on the unity piece. Um, in general, you know, you can't put Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshi, Sri Lankans in the same room. It's very tough. But we realised we did something that not many groups in the world were able to do. And I think when we went, hey, we actually are going to accept everybody else, when we really stuck to that mission, that's when we really started to see the growth happen, you know, in the tens to the then the hundreds of thousands. And then I remember there was a time where we had Hassan Minaj, if you've heard of him, uh, big celebrity. Uh, I think he's, he's well known in the US as well. And uh, yeah, he basically did an AMA for us. And that was huge. Wow. And that really just blew, blew out, I guess, you know, the reach of our group and heaps of people found us through there. Um, and then, you know, there's been heaps of points where it's been really tough where it's been dead you know it might be a holiday season it might be a pandemic uh seasons where you might not see much growth where you might see a change in engagement and then it really just comes back to going back to why do we exist you know what's our purpose and really exciting and energizing the community to really pull back and, and kick that growth but there's been a lot lots of ebbs and flows but we've been very blessed with the uh different people who have collaborated with us to help us with our growth that's awesome. That, that is so, so cool. So yeah. now, obviously, you are you know how to grow online communities. You've had great success for that with that. So now, in addition to continuing to run Curry Traits and, and fostering that sense of unity and culture, you also help other people now to create online communities, correct? That's 100%. So we've started something called Growing OC or Growing Online Communities. And we've just seen the need. There's, I think, 79% of people around the world, they're in an online community. And with COVID, uh, just with the climate that we're in, uh, a lot of people, they're not really meeting up in person anymore, but they're turning to these online platforms for connection, to hear opinions, to get uh, you know, approvals on different products, to hear about how brands are. And it's a real online, like it's an exploding place. And you know, 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you in America from Australia and we'd be having conversations like this. And the internet has True. revolutionized 
how people uh, have come together. And let, let me give you another analogy. Do you guys know much about bees or do you guys like bees? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. keep going though. I'm 100% for bees. Save the bees. We need <laughs> them. On. Yes. <laughs> we, knew, we do need them. You know why? Have you guys heard of cross-pollination before? Yes. So without bees, we would not exist. All right. So when bees cross-pollinate, that's how we get all our, our, our plants, our vegetables. That's how our livestock are fed. That's how kind of all the plants and everything comes into existence, right? So bees are the foundational source of all of humanity. Now, where am I going with this? It all happens through cross-pollination when they go to the different flowers and they cross-pollinate, right? And that's exactly what online communities we can do across the world in ways never seen before from Australia to, you know, Norway to the US to Chile. And it's insane, the fruit that's coming out. So uh, we're very passionate about the, the online community space. We've seen huge things in our community and we want to see some awesome things happening around the world. Love the analogy. So you touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive in a little bit more. So um, you said that, you know, online communities and we 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to connect like even 10 years ago, I would say we wouldn't have been able to connect in this way. Um, thanks, Zoom. And <laughs> I am not getting paid for that. Just just a little plug. Uh, but you alluded to the fact that this is so amazing because we can bring different cultures together. But I'm curious to know just from your own online communities and maybe some of the other people that you've helped, how, can you give us some really tangible examples of how you've seen these online communities make change happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Plenty of examples. One, one I'll give. To, to say, hey, this is not just online, but it translates into real life. And that's the subtle curry pose. So this happened uh, back in 2019 through our page. We basically started, there was a meme, right, of these blokes in India who were sitting on top of each other. It was like four on top of each other. And it was just like a funny picture. And uh, basically we were like, that's pretty funny, right? But how funny would it be if Everyone was doing that and everyone posted their subtle curry pose around the world. And so we literally started a trend where people were doing that, were sending in their subtle curry poses, posting them on the page. And that really showed, hey, we can actually make a difference and this can actually be in person and it can actually go from the virtual to the physical. And that was really huge. Um, I guess sort of to the second part of the question as well, um, how have we seen some real practical difference? Um, again, touching on, and you would have seen on our website there, Unity Day, um, we've realized that, hey, together, we are all South Asian. Like, it doesn't matter where we're from. Uh, we serve the same goal, and it's really helped us to create campaigns. And um, again, if you if you check it out, we've created some awesome merch with Champion, and 100% of the profits are going to wow. help uh, this world project with Charity Water um, in Bangladesh. And that's been really awesome that we're, you know, people coming together, they've come behind that cause and they go, hey, we can together make a difference in the subcontinent. So two really simple, practical ways that that's, that's wow. come about. Awesome. That's amazing. And going back to the first one where you made a trend, I think that I've experienced this too because I have my own online community. And when you can encourage people to create their own content, it sometimes can create like a larger ripple effect as well where like maybe someone who, wouldn't want to get in front of the camera is finally encouraged through your challenge to get in front of the camera and that can lead them down a path of like self-expression. So I really uh, enjoy when those things happen. <laughs> 100%. And, and touching on that in terms of content as well. So 
for us, and this is a fun fact, some say it's harder to get a post approved on subtle curry traits than it is to get into Harvard. Like we literally <laughs> at one point had more than a hundred thousand posts of people wanting to get wow. their content in. And so just touching on that as well, it's you, you, you're spot on when people really want their content on the page and you create that demand, like it just creates insane engagement. It's, it's super fun. Yeah. And it's a, it's a win win because only the best makes it through. So that's it. That's awesome. So can you take us through a little bit? I mean, again, we briefly, briefly touched on this, but if I'm somebody who tomorrow is like, you know what? I want to start an online community. I want to connect people. I want to foster unity, all of that. How, where do I start? How does it happen? How do I grow? Really, really good question. So I want to give you some pointers and tips. Um, and also at the at the end of this podcast, um, I'm going to be dropping a link. You can have a 15-minute free, free call with me. I'd love to give some extra tips for your community as well. Um, but some really awesome tips, keeping it very simple. Number one is defining the vision. You've got to really, really know why you exist. Um, for us, we had to, again, make that call. It's healing with humor. We're going to include everyone. Early on, we went, we're not going to be like those other trashy meme pages around, right? There's so many ones that are so negative and pull people down. But we said, hey, we're going to keep it funny, but keep it positive and make sure people uh, get something from the community when they join. Um, but so number one is really defining the vision. Number two is ensuring you set the right guidelines. And this sounds really basic, but in the online space, there's so many trolls, there's so many troublemakers, there's people that are going to really pull you down <laughs> and, and take away from you. So you got to really make sure you learn how to police well and just be, you know, give the strikes and kick members out who are going to give trouble because believe me, there's there's people who want to cause trouble and it's not fun. Um, and then on, on that as well, you know, number three is as we touched on before, get your members to create content when they're invested in your page and they see, you know, their posts come up and it gets, you know, 40,000 likes. They want to be back or, you know, they're, they're the kings of, um, of their friendship circle. And when you can create uh, a way that members are, are wanting their content to be put out, it just gives so much, uh, honor and I, I don't know you just feel so excited when you're when your content goes out so those are some three real practical key ones there's, there's heaps more but i think those three really get you get the ball rolling awesome um okay i want to shift gears really quick because i'm interested to hear a little bit more about your younger years so your parents immigrated to australia from sri lanka you were born in australia but can you give us a little insight into like how you, you talk, you alluded to the fact that, you know, growing up, you knew that there were differences. You guys watched different things. You ate different things. You all of that. But can you go into a little bit more detail about that? I love um, at the end of the day, I always like to remind people, especially in this country of this, but like literally we're all immigrants. Like if we go back far enough, right? Like my ancestors are immigrants. Like we all are, but I love a good immigrant, an immigration story, and especially love hearing it from a child's perspective on how growing up in a family like that was. So I'm just curious if you can give us some some insight. Yeah, absolutely. So again, a bit of backstory. So there was a bit of war in Sri Lanka, but 
my parents were, you know, very graciously Australia gave them, you know, passports really and, and, and welcomed them in and, you know, started new lives in Australia. So that was super awesome. Um, they basically built their lives up and then, you know, I was, I was kind of born in that process as well. Grew up in suburbia here in Melbourne, Australia, you know, great, great part of the world. And uh, growing up, yeah, it was very interesting because predominantly I, I would say about 80% of the people looked nothing like me. They were obviously of like uh, Caucasian heritage. And um, I guess the, the the differences were, you know, when you you went to when 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 you went to somebody else's uh, house for for dinner, um, you know, often I'd find they'd they eat, you know, my, my friends would eat very early at you know five o'clock, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock, whereas we eat very late at you know seven, eight, nine o'clock. Uh, when they came over and they tried some food. They were like, oh, man, they were crying. It was so spicy. It was so, <laughs> so hard to take in. <laughs> so the, the, the food element was, was really funny. Um, the other one was um, my parents, and I think a lot of subcontinental parents, um, they made us study very hard, which I'm very grateful for to this day. Um, but often when, when the kids would play after school, it would be me going back to, to study, work hard, get my homework in, make sure that I, I've got the best chance of getting into uni, small things like that. Um, but I guess other other funny small differences were, um, I think in the cricket, and I think in the US, some of you probably have no idea what cricket is. Probably very uh, underestimated big, there. Not a big not thing a here. Big, <laughs> huge in Australia. Um, when the cricket's on, um, it's very very intense, and especially uh, you know when we when we support uh, Sri Lanka because we're we're a Sri Lankan heritage. That is like that really brings out uh, some some really fun uh, rivalry, and we have some good cricket games down in Australia. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the food's the great one. It's just great to see people crying with the, with the spice and, uh, overall, to be honest, like, you know, it's a, it's a great country here. Everyone's very inclusive and I think we've really embraced our differences. So, uh, it's been, it, it's, it's been great growing up and great that people that there's just so there's a vast majority of different people here. And I think it's great. We can all belong. That's awesome. 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 Cole, I've been speaking a lot. I'll give yeah, you a okay. turn. Just going off of this story a little bit, but more, I'm interested of like, uh, when did the internet come into your life and when did that start playing a role in like your ambitions and what you want to do? That's a really good question. I reckon it was probably like high school. I first got on social media and honestly, social media was just a message to just see what, what your friends are up to, right? Mm-hmm. Where they were traveling to or, you know, who their latest boyfriend or girlfriend was. And it was just really just just there to keep you in the loop, right? To be honest, it was very late in, I'd say, 2017, 2018, where um, you started seeing these groups pop up. And I remember there was a group in Melbourne, Australia, called Subtle Private School Memes, all right? And it was this, like, very privileged cesspool of, of, of memes where people would post about their, their, their privileges. It was horrific. <laughs> but it grew. It just, it just took off because it was just so... Um, just out there, right? And mm-hmm. you know, it was like uh, these all these privileged kids posting about you know their latest German cars that their parents bought them and things <laughs> like this. And you know, to the average person, everyone's going, "Oh, mate, what what is this?" <laughs> and anyways, it was it was viral. It grew off, um, and that hit like 70,000 members. And I think they sold the page uh, pretty early on. Um, oh, wow! Okay. But it was around that time where I was like, "Hey, this is like you know." Like this, this is taking off, and people are coming behind a common cause, um, and you know that's kind of when we, yeah, 
we 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 were like let's 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 just try this subtle curry traits behind this common course uh private groups and since then yeah private groups in general around the world have really really taken off okay. so uh, you said that that other page ended up selling once it got around like seventy thousand or something like that. When you made your page, was that an idea on the board when you first went in? Is like, is this something that I want to make money off of, or were you purely just doing it for fun? Yeah, good question. Honestly, purely for fun. So I think at that stage, they hadn't sold or anything yet, but it was honestly just to say, all right, let's see how many people we can get together, how big we can grow this thing, and you know, ever since then, it's just been beyond our wildest dreams. So. Um, I'm glad that we didn't stop at 70,000 and hopefully it grows beyond the millions and uh, yeah, we'll see where we go. Okay. So getting, sorry, Farah, but getting your page off the ground, what do you say for other people who are trying to build online communities? What do you say was your biggest waste of time, at least at the beginning? Really, really good question. Biggest waste of time was just entertaining and giving everybody the option to post, uh, to, to, to post posts on the, uh, on the uh, group. So at the very start, it was like, you know, anyone can post, anyone can do whatever. And that really diluted the quality of the group. And you just saw just some absolute trash come on. And a lot of people early on unfollowed because they're like, this is spamming my newsfeed. I've got better things to do. Mm. And I think one thing I'll tell my earlier self in those very critical days is start well, because often the way you start is the way, you know, you really launch and it sets your momentum. So I think that was that was one thing that I would I would really do differently. I'd advise people to keep in mind. Yeah, to curate that content a bit more instead of letting everyone just do whatever they want. That makes sense. Hundred <laughs> percent. So at this point, I got to ask the question: Have you been able to monetize what you're doing? Yeah, really good question. So yes, we've been able to do small things. Um, to be honest, though, the the whole group, it's been really about building that integrity, building the people around and building just that solid audience base. So we've been very slow in, I guess, the monetization side. And we've also been very big on, you know, how can we make an impact back in the subcontinent with projects such as Unity Day? But we have started to slowly do affiliate marketing and different things through our Instagram and uh, a few Facebook posts as well. And uh, recently doing a few collaborations with Facebook also, which has been really awesome. Um, so wow. slowly we are we are starting to monetize and bring bring partners on board. Uh, but again, we're very careful with sort of who we do and we want to number one, make sure that the quality and the integrity of the page is always there. It's definitely awesome. very important. Yep. Awesome. Um okay, we're gonna switch gears again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh getting into some of our we still don't have a noise for this. Darn it. We're going to move into some of our rapid fire questions. Boom. We'll just make that the noise today. Boom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire. Boom. Got it. Cool. Um, my first question to you is who is your biggest inspiration? It doesn't even need to be in what you're currently doing, just in your life. Yeah, really good question. I think my biggest inspiration. Um, so um, I'm a Christian and um, I think, you know, my, but the leaders at church and just people who've mentored me um, and who've just kind of grown me up and instilled good values in me, they'd be my biggest inspiration and help me get to where I am today. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is, it's by Michael Dell. And it says, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a different room or invite somebody else in. And I think that's, that's a genius. You can't be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Mm. You're a product of who you surround yourself with. 
Yes. That's it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're the first person uh, that we've had on the podcast that's not based in the United States, which is super great. And I want to do more international guests. <laughs> so for, for people listening, at least in the United States, they're probably not going to this question may just be blah, but I'm curious, like, what your favorite spot is. It can be your hangout spot, a food spot, uh, whatever it may be. Cool. Favorite spot to just, just visit in general? Yeah. Let's let's keep it actually pretty international. So, fun fact wow. about me, I've been blessed to be to 25 countries in my, in my life Ooh, so far. Oh, wow. you are well-traveled. That's awesome. Yeah. Goal in life is a hundred, so hopefully COVID doesn't stop us get there. Um, oh, yeah, but I'll, I'll maybe I'll share my favorite travel spot for all those travel geeks out there. Um, I think my favorite tra- favorite travel spot has got to be Queenstown in New Zealand. Now Australians mm-hmm. generally, you know, we have got a bit of rivalry with New Zealand, but uh-huh. Queenstown is incredible. Uh, great place to skydive, bungee jump, unreal scenery, um, really awesome nature. Um, so that would be my favorite spot. Awesome. I was that that will bring me to a next question. Uh, Greatest fear. Obviously, it's not bungee jumping or jumping out of a plane. (laughs) I this is going to sound strange. I'm kind of of scared of dogs, to be honest. I think I was chased as a kid. (laughs) So I don't I don't do very well with 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 dogs. That's that's my fear. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, like- I don't know. They like scratch and they just leave <laughs> fur balls everywhere. Cole, I'm not a fan. Cole is asking you that question because he has a whole Instagram persona centered around being a crazy cat man. Yeah, really? <laughs> Speaking of online communities. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Fair enough. If you could have a meal with any person dead or alive who would it be i reckon uh i reckon i'd like to have a meal with abraham lincoln i think that wow. would be really awesome good one of the one. greats from america i think there's lots of wisdom there that would be sick oh man that's a great one i'd also like to have dinner with abraham lincoln okay good um Cole, okay, you got any? okay cool yeah cool so um just flashback to it Say you time travel just a couple of years ago when you're getting your first online community all started. What would be the like single most important piece of advice you'd give your younger self in that position, knowing all that you know now? Well, great question. I'd say have fun, smile. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be different ups and downs, but just enjoy each moment for what it is because they don't come back. So that's okay. what I'd say. I love that you said or touched on the hard times because that's my next question is just like, how do you navigate those hard times? Because especially when it comes to trying to grow something online, in my experience, it definitely uh, comes in waves and there are some extended periods of slow times of like growth and that can be discouraging. So like, I don't know, overall, how do you stay motivated and keep going forward when things get tough? Yeah, good question. Can I say one thing up front? Hard (laughs) hard times suck. (laughs) They do. They're definitely not fun at all. Mm-hmm. But hardships always equal opportunity. Um, I truly believe that when you're going through something tough, there's always a breakthrough around the corner. And it's just mm-hmm. you're being prepared for something bigger that's going to happen. Definitely. So it's really just going, hey, I'm in a really hard spot now, but look at the other 100 hard spots I've been through and look at where I am now. Mm-hmm. And just really going, 
hey, who am I going to be once I crack this current hard spot? Like it's just going to be another level. And I think people quit because they get content. They just don't want to chase that next breakthrough and break through that next ceiling. So I think it's just really going, hey, I want more and I know it's going to come and I'm going to push through. And I think, again, just really adding to that, our attitude is everything. If we have a really sour attitude and we're really, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me, you're probably going to be in that hard spot longer than you need to be. So shift the attitude and just get through it is what I'd say. Nice. Yeah, zoom out a little bit, but get some perspective on your journey. Mm-hmm. Positive nice. mindsets create positive outcomes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's they it. just do. That's awesome. Um, okay. If I'm coming to Australia, I've already been, but if I'm coming again, I would like to. Mostly it's the plane ride that I'm like, oh, I cannot do that ever again in my life. It was miserable. Worth it, but I don't know that I could do it again. But if I decided to, where should I go? What should I see? This is what you should do. Australia has the biggest uh, road in the world or route in the world. There's a road that actually goes around the entire coast of Australia. Um, I personally have never done it, but there's people, there's YouTubers, I'd recommend checking it out, who've done it. That would be if you could do anything in Australia and you had all the time and money in the world, I would get a caravan and do that entire road trip because there's just so, so many things to see. But I think one subtle plug I'll give is some from Melbourne, Australia, and we've got the Great Ocean Road, which is one of the most scenic roads in the world where the ocean kind of meets the uh, the land um, and it's pretty nice. So I'd give that a shout out to come visit. Cool. Nice. Uh, related to that, what is the scariest thing you've encountered in Australia? Because I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm not sure that there's another place on Earth, Earth that has more dangerous creatures. When I went to Australia, I refused to get in the ocean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, there's so many incredible creatures and, and incredible... Look, I'll, let me even share a story from literally six days ago, all right? Six days ago. Oh, yeah, so, so super recent. This probably happens super, all the time. <laughs> this, this does. I'm not, even, like, I'm not even making this up. So six days ago, I was at a park near my house, okay? Literally, like, inside 10 kilometers of my house, and I was just going for a run, and there was this massive pack of kangaroos. And normally they're okay, they're, they're, they're not too bad, but these ones are like the big male, the buff ones. I think it's breeding season, so they're just on their guard. And there was just a huge, huge bunch. Normally when, when you run through the park, they just jump away, but these ones were really standing their ground. And they were kind of, there was probably like, you know, 20, 30, and it was just myself at the time. Um, and that was really, really scary. And they were ready to fight. So I just had to somehow slowly trickle around, walk outside and just bypass them and, so that was that was kind of scary, not going to lie. But, yeah, stuff like that's very common. There's kangaroos everywhere here. Um, but, yeah, snakes as well, spiders, the, the whole lot. Saltwater crocodiles up north. I learned that when yep. I was there. I'm like, why would a crocodile be in the ocean? Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, kangaroos ready to fight you. Terrifying terrifying have you been have you been to the united states i've i've uh i've been to canada so when i went to canada we went through la and chicago so i've been at the airports i haven't technically been in the u.s so i still need to visit that actually was going to be my next question is you've been to 25 countries what's the next country you want to go to great question i'd really love to explore south america i think Mm. there's so much there but it's literally the other side of the world for us if you have a look at a map um, but somewhere like a, a Brazil or, you know, check out Peru, the Machu Picchu looks cool. 
uh, the Andes, oh, the Amazon. Um, I think South America is really untouched and really on the other side of the world for us. So I think that'll be sick. Cool. Nice. Drink Last- some coffee away there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think lastly, just to wrap things up, um, you know, we, we kind of allow every guest to do this, but before we, we let you tell us how to find you and all of that stuff, I just am curious how you want to be remembered. What's the legacy that you want to leave? Absolutely. I think the legacy I want to leave is just somebody who gives it all, who doesn't leave anything on the table, who gave everything a shot in life, you know, a man really after God's heart and just somebody who just lived beyond themselves. Um, I just hate to live a mundane nine to five life, but someone who grasps the opportunities makes a change. And um, here's, here's one, here's, here's the word I'll end on is a true hero maker. Cause Hey, it's great. If I've wow. built this amazing page and I do all this cool stuff, but imagine if, if I was able to empower not just with pages, but anything in life, empower people to, to reach their wildest dreams and they were able to then succeed. I think that's true success when you empower others. So being a true hero maker is where I'll land there. Love it. All right. And to really actually wrap things up this time, tell us where we can find out more about growing OC, curry traits, all of that. Absolutely. So Curry Traits, which we've been uh, speaking heaps about. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. I'll drop some links below. And Growing OC, if you want help growing your online community, um, I'd love to drop some links where you can just find a 15-minute session with me for free. We can have a chat. I'd love to just tell you a bit about my journey, a bit more, any tips specifically for yourself as well. We've also got an online course as well. If you're interested, I can share more on that. So check the link below. We're also on growingoc.com. Uh, but I really hope you guys have enjoyed all the stories, all the different experiences. One thing my heart is that you guys don't make the same mistakes that I do. And I'd love to really give pointers and help you succeed quicker than I did. Um, and it's been awesome, I guess, going through this journey that not many have gone through in, on earth and um, really being a pioneer in this field. So, um, yeah, I'd love to reach out with you guys, help you grow your communities as well. So reach out, book a time. Um, but thank you guys so much for having having me. Thank you, Marketing 360 team. I think it's been a real honor and privilege. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Such great stories. Um, you're just the way that things